0: Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation. One about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined.
1: Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading.
0: This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.
1: Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Well, we're back and we're still thinking and we're still talking, but we're thinking, Lugo. Are you thinking today?
0: I am thinking about thinking. That is not so good. (laughs) Well, that depends on what you're thinking about, right? thinking about thinking... Means you know, means I'm the, um, paralyzed. One I, of the, uh, I can't do that.
1: I, I As you know, I do a lot of blogging. I do a lot of other stuff, a lot of writing. But uh, what I wrote about just uh, this morning has, is uh, the topic, is the title is called Help Helps. And, um, and it has to do with uh, seeking help. And, and, you know, as so many things, when we talk about leaders, uh, leaders aren't good at seeking help you know there there there's that stigma that if i seek help then i'm weak well that's pretty stupid because you're going to be weak because you don't seek help but uh, but nonetheless you know the uh the my uh, example of this idea of help helps has to do with yoga i do yoga every morning and uh, the idea of yoga like the you know this but uh, it's to not think to f- concentrate and meditate on, you know, and it's only 20 minutes, but to, for 20 minutes, not to think about, Oh, I got to see Lugo tonight this afternoon or in five minutes or well, 25 minutes. Uh, I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, to just focus on nothingness. And that's hard, man, because although I think some people might argue that that's, you know, goes against what we said last week that we don't teach people to think well, sometimes you got to not think. And that mm-hmm. often is difficult. Now, Sometimes, especially politicians nowadays, they, they they they're experts at it because they don't think at all. But not we're not gonna get into that. Anyway, we were talking about No, analysis. I think we should get a little bit. You think I well, mean, you I... want to you want to get into it? Yeah, politics? just just I have I have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, you're gonna be a, a great president. <laughs> yeah, oh wow, wow, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm president here of, of of my household. I think yeah. that's oh, that's good oh, enough. Oh, oh. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, let's get so back that's, to that's, obedience. Then that's, that's good. Yeah, let's let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, so you you mentioned uh, you know that that uh, help helps, and and the stigma in regards to leaders thinking that uh, seeking help is is a sign of weakness. And I, mean, I was thinking also about our prior conversation, a uh, prior episode that we, we talked about. Uh, we talked about, um, we mentioned language, losing a language. And so this is what I see, the stigma of becoming weak. The thing is that we got to realize that uh, we are already weak when, yes. because we know that we don't know everything. And so that, that well, we, makes we, us...
1: We, uh, smart people, wise people know that.
0: Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of people, people that
1: think they know everything and we, and we often call them right. leaders, unfortunately.
0: So we know we are... We we have to realize that we have weaknesses and we are by default compared to, I mean, great powers, right? We are weak because we don't know everything. But then knowing, knowing that we don't know everything actually transform us from being weak to being strong. And so now we are strong. And even stronger because we understand that we don't know everything. Yes. And then that is a good position to be because it, it it is the place of growth. And that's where we that's where we need to to be.
1: Yes. Yes, and and uh, so what you're describing is obedience. Anyway, let's obedience. get to. Obedience. <laughs> let's get to. <laughs> we, we were talking last episode. We that got was to a stretch. About, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, analysis. We don't an, analyze what we say, what we do, and what we should do, and. And especially when we're talking about futures, how do you get there, Lugo? How do you get to this future? Uh, you know, I think, again, you have to analyze all of these parts so that we can all do our part, whatever that may be. And then we, and especially we got to be committed to that or else we're never going to get there. But um, my sense is when when we do this, uh, and I think it's a process, it's got to be a process for developing a future. It, it it takes the leader. It takes the follower. And it takes the uh a higher uh, purpose whatever that may be i'll call let's call it the organization if we want to make the organization if we want to make the organization better it's got to be part of this discussion of how do we get how do we make it better do you not would you not agree uh, those at least those three parts
0: yeah so a lot of different things there i was i mean let me pick one of them you mentioned analysis and the future i'll just start there so first obviously we all know that the future is always plural. There's always more than one future happening at the same time. The, the, the futures are forming. We begin to form futures. You mentioned about the analysis for us to get to the outcomes. The, uh, the the one of the things that one of the hardest things that we can ask people to do is to think. And thinking is to analyze all of these perspectives first. Where I am. Uh, how do I got here? And then how am I going to get there where I want to be? But between those two, then I also need to understand, I need to image that future. I got to image it. I have to compare it against all these other futures that are growing and then decide many different things, right? Uh, what, how can I get there? That's the part of strategic thinking, right? We have critical thinking. How did I get here? Uh, where am I right now? And then beginning the strategic part is beginning to to image the future and then compare to all these other futures and then finding a way either by merging futures uh, in that line and that domain of the futures domain, not the present domain, and then or aligning, making alliances with other people. All of that requires analysis. But we'll just talk a little bit about analysis. Analysis requires a, it's really by definition, right? A general cognitive ability. And that ability is not always crystallized because uh, we have problems negotiating, right? a lot of times our self-interest becomes so dominant that we cannot create uh, the alliances or the cooperation that we need to let other people know that you and I have these things in common and uh let, let's and we share this particular view of the future is just one of them. And if we can do those things together, then we'll get to this social good. Maybe your and I's social good or the social good of you know very much larger the organization and so on. So then so then we begin to do that, and then we begin to think about motivations. That's part of the analysis. What motivates me? What motivates you? and what is going to motivate a certain amount of people to go from uh resisting the change to uh, uh facilitating the change right going through uh that that line of uh, of people who as you know uh some people will resist it the early the you have the innovators these people right let's do it and then you have the the majority, actually the 69% right there in the middle of the curve who are going to try to, you know, they just status quo. And if I can analyze and build these coalitions with people, then I move, you know, I, I, I create momentum. And when I create momentum, then I can begin to, people, uh, begin to move people into the outcomes that I want them to see. And so in that part of the analysis, then uh, we need to learn how to problem solve and i think the first the first piece there in creating that future or moving people to a particular future we want is to create a a need for change and that need for change comes from developing a clear statement of the problem and another clear statement of the the benefits in the future and i think that what happens is that in that analysis piece, in creating the 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 an analysis of the problem statement, being able to communicate it, a lot of us fail in that area in, in communicating. And then of course we don't we don't get the momentum that we want uh, uh for the future. So that's those are some some skills.
1: Well, and let me let me uh, interrupt you a little mm-hmm. bit and uh mentioned it and, and i keep saying this i'm going to continue to say it because i think this is important is the language we we we're creating a language cons- constantly i mean dictionary uh, every, i don't know whether it's annually or weekly or something uh, i'll see on online something that this word now has been accepted as a a, a word in the american language now it's part of dictionary.com but uh, and the reason uh, the value of the language lugo as you I'm sure I know you will agree, is the, the power that those words supposedly have, uh, ostensibly have. And the, one, the word that you're using is change. And I think it's like uh, uh, obedience, for most people is going to have a negative connotation. Change has, for most people a negative connotation. And and, and I think what we're talk, what I think of when we're talking about the futures is progress. And progress means better. Change means different. Different always isn't be- isn't always better. It's just different by definition. But progress by definition is always better. And I think when we're talking about the you know doing the analysis, why why and that's the answer, that's the question, right? Why would we do this? Why do we want that future? It's because it makes progress. It makes us better when we when we've come up with those, the goals, whatever, you know, those uh, processes to to get us there. And and then we can communicate that to our followers and, and everybody ourselves uh, to begin with then we, we're going to have more success because it's a positive thing instead of a negative thing. You know, that old saying that people don't like to be changed, uh, that's dumb. Uh, otherwise, we would stay the same forever. And none of us wants to stay the same. It's just that people don't want to be changed. Uh, they, uh, you, if I called you up and said, from now on, we're going to do this, 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 you know, we probably have a, a little bit of a discussion. You would challenge me, as I would expect, especially because we have a, a mutual respect for each other. Uh, but a uh, going back to our discussion on obedience, but obeying blindly, someone would do it maybe half-assed and badly and not for very long, and we would have no progress it, because it's changed. That's the perspective. When we talk about progress, again, by definition, that means better. We're going to be better. We're going to progress. So I, I think we need to have those use those terminology, that those words, because the term is positive, and that's where we want to go with the future. Because we're not we're not going to think of a a future when it all dies. And you know, I, that to me, that's not very smart to think of. I mean, we're all going to die, of course, but uh, before I die, that's the future I want to think about.
0: Well, when you use the word change, it means to me, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can can think through that. They feel when something is changing. There are winners and losers. And I'm trying to think, am I going to be a winner or a loser on this proposition of the future? And so I do not want to be a loser. And that's what happens when I and we run organizations through tons of process improvements. And one of the reasons why they and many times they a post-change, a new process and a new automation, whatever we want to do to transform the organization in regards to process reengineering. And we know that people say, well, if this new change means I lose something, and if we can convince them that they're going to gain more than what they're going to lose, then there is progress. That's right. what you mean. Right. But they, they're they going to see automatically, they're going to see in, in any types of change, things can go wrong as people see it right i mean if we move to the future there are things that we are not going to know and we and there are tools that we use to try to figure out our way and what are the kind of things that we can see uh you know what kind of disruption we can see but so when we make a change we can see continued growth right uh so now things maybe we were stalled and now we're going to continue to grow and things are going to happen the other thing that can happen is that when there is change, we'll grow a little bit and then everything will collapse. So everything that we know today, all these systems reach their limits because we were not paying attention or if we were paying attention, somebody else was uh, benefiting from it and we uh, we were enablers of that. The other piece of that is we find ourselves in this Path of change where we constantly have to deal with the forces of equilibrium. We have to work really hard, really hard, and then other times not so hard. And then so, so there's always this sustainability uh, dilemma that if we do not work hard to make this, you know, they, whatever happens in this future is going to always take from us and give us some. And so, and we have to be very disciplined in regards to. What we do to accumulate gains over time that are, uh, there when you look at equity, right? That we, at the end we have future equity rather than, uh, you know, uh, being in the minus. And then the other piece of that is uh, in regards to change that there is a complete transformation. We engage into something, and now what we see is a radical departure of you know from where we are. And now we're in a in a place where uh, the technology is redefined, how we do work is redefined, even ourselves, how we interact with the world as humans uh, change. And, and I don't mean this in a very uh, spiritual way. I'm talking about even at work, how we define ourselves. Like, for example, uh, many organizations, what, and it is known in in typical management principles that when you are investing in technology one of the things that you want to do is you want to look at the work and you want to utilize your people the best way that you can so if if the work cannot you know if the work cannot can only be done by humans right then then you don't automate but if this work is repetitive and so on, then we automate there. And so that way we can use the creativity of our workforce and the ways that they were meant to be. So in this scenario that I'm talking about, change transformed what 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 meant to be human in this particular organization. You're not just doing repetitive work. You are now using now humans are more into the creation, into the interaction things that machines cannot do that's just that's what change does and that's what uh when we think about the future these are four stages that we find ourselves anytime we say change and we trigger change these four things can happen
1: and i think though now as you say this google i think change is a management concept progress is a leadership concept because progress is going to get you, as we, I mean, this is a, the whole uh, reason we do this podcast, is going to affect the future. Change will affect the, uh, the, the present in many ways. Now, obviously, you have to think about, going back to thinking about the change. But if you don't uh, connect that change, that different to better, and especially as a follower, I am going to say, why am I doing this? Now, I'm a, an employee. I'm not part of the team. And that, you know, as a leader, if you have, if your people think they're employees that they're just getting paid to do something, that's what you're going to get. You know, uh, um, Stephen Covey, we're both the uh, disciples of Stephen Covey. He, he said, no involvement is no commitment. And and that's so true. If if uh, the, the folks that are, are, are being expected to do this work are not involved in the decisions to do it, in the decisions to make the future, whatever at least have an input into it they're not gonna do it you know and then you're gonna you know what is it uh, when you change uh, people all the time uh, there's a term for that uh a ro- not a rollover but uh you're gonna lose them and you you will have trained them to do this and they're gonna go somewhere else that has it's it, i'm not uh uh advertising for them but chick-fil-a is like this the, the, those uh youngsters that work as well at mcdonald's and do I don't know if they think uh, at McDonald's, but they do think at Chick Fil A because they have this culture of progress. Let's continue to make this better constantly, constantly. And they, you know, they do everything for their youngsters, and they're the same kids. They're, they're the same high school kids. So, um, you know, I, I think that's just a, a matter of perspective. As you do this, getting into devi- desi- devising, designing the future or the futures that we include everybody.
0: Yes, the what you mentioned and there is hope. I, I think about hope when people are thinking they're getting better, without us being able to measure the future. If if we measure, if we're making progress, then we basically uh, because change can happen gradually, and it could be a gradual decline, as it could be a gradual, you know, uh, rise. And and but and wait so wait hoping... wait.
1: But by definition, if it's change, it can decline. If it's right. progress, it cannot. By definition,
0: is progress for who? Right for those for, what, for, the, for the
1: quote change, whatever you're doing differently. Right. If it's so progress, you... it has to be positive, because by definition, unless we're changing the language, are you changing the language, Lugo? Are you making progress? Uh, something totally different.
0: I'm highlighting both ends of the spectrum, right? Uh, When you're talking about change, it's it's positive and negative. You're just wanting to be a
1: politician is what you're wanting to be. What are you running for, man? No, it's called strategic (laughs) perspective, right? You got to be able to see the whole. Sure, sure. (laughs) Okay, we'll buy that. You know, let's continue this conversation because there's a lot more to talk about this. And uh, I got to go get my boxing gloves because I think we're about ready to get in the
0: room. Oh, really? Wow. Well, let me get my, I don't know. I don't want to use... punching gloves. But uh, but I think what I what I want to do is give it a good shot. How about that? <laughs> okay. Good challenge. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Week. Take care. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and help you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives.
1: If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com.
0: And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.
1: Until next time, be great.